Welcome to Phenomex HealthCast Impact Room, where we discuss all things related to revolutionizing, updating, and upgrading what we call queen aging, women's personalized nutrition, and holistic healthcare. We're all about phenomenal X chromosomes. I am Dr. Ksenia Tugai, biologist, health tech expert, and femtech enthusiast. And today I will be interviewing Dr. Colleen Fogarty Draper, who is CEO and founder of Phenomex Health, uh, on how she sees future of healthcare for women. Colleen, it's so great to be here with you today. Women's health, hormones, nutrition, super trendy, but yet immensely complex topics. What's your take on the future of women's health? Well, hi, Senia. It's great to be here. And thank you for this question. So personally, I envision uh, a future where women's the women's cycle in hormonal health are unanimously across all sectors of health practice considered important diagnostic markers of health and life stage. And, and I envision that gender bias in research will be a thing of the past, and thus gender bias in clinical practice will be a thing of the past. Many therapies will be offered differently for women and men, um, and we will have fewer life-threatening drug reactions because, um, as you well know, right now we see that uh, women have um, over 50 and up to even 70% of a greater risk of um, suffering from a drug reaction compared to men because we study most of our medications in men historically. Um, and then I also see that uh, there will be health centers that are solely focused on personalized nutrition and women's health, and they'll be really uh, quite available and ultimately easy to access in the metaverse. And one thing that we see right now, we see more and more telemedicine, like virtual telemedicine clinics opening up for women uh, around the world. And um, I think this is a great kind of first step. Um, and what we're doing at Phenomics is really trying to drive health with nutrition and we see that we might even be able to partner with these kind of centers in the future. So it's very exciting. I think there's a lot of women that are are stepping up and and speaking up, and um, and this is really going to make a difference in how women's health evolves, how healthcare evolves, and what we can offer to women kind of improves. And another point I wanted to make kind of specifically is when we think about clinical practice, like even biomarkers differ in different phases of the menstrual cycle. And we actually published a paper on this in scientific, scientific reports in 2018. And we actually showed in each of the four phases of the menstrual cycle, how her biomarkers look different. And for example, we could see that she needed more protein and fats during her luteal phase, and we could see some real significant differences in blood sugar and also in vitamin D values across those phases. So by honoring the menstrual cycle phase a woman is in, we can learn a lot more about her in, in any area of practice that we're in. But it, we, of course, are particularly focused on nutrition. Thank you very much for uh, sharing your thoughts. I like this picture of uh, women's healthcare that uh, you're painting for us here, and I agree with you. We see, we see some research, we see some other signals, we see some trends and tendencies that actually signify that we are moving, in fact, in in the in, in the right direction, in the direction of of this 
um, future for healthcare for for women's health. But if we talk about digital health, right, uh, specifically, so where does this fit in in this picture that you're painting here? So yeah, so I think for 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 women, you know, digital health, and, and actually for everyone, I mean, digital health offers an opportunity to to self-assess efficiently um, and and to get uh, recommendations, to receive recommendations for changes um, very efficiently, efficiently in the privacy of your own home. And we can connect digital health symptoms with non-invasive testing systems that can also be used at home. So it's, it's a nice first step and starting to get answers to health issues before you have to, you know, wait to, to go visit your doctor and wait for um, various, to do various tests and wait for those results. So I think it's a, it's a very efficient way of um, starting on your healthcare journey. And I think also it can help you kind of navigate the information out there because we can get on the internet anytime and look up our health issues and look up solutions. But for the lay person, this is very overwhelming. But if we have a digital health tool that can help us navigate all that information and understand what information pertains to us, it's a real opportunity to kind of personalize our focus to have more success with changing our health. Indeed. Um, great thoughts on that. And when we speak about personalized nutrition, because speaking about Phenomex and women's health, of course, personalized nutrition, <laughs> we cannot leave it out. Uh, where does it come in play? How does it fit in the whole picture? You know, how do we combine all the elements together and what is the place of the personalized nutrition in this? Yeah, it's a good question. And I have to tell you, because I've worked in the field of personalized nutrition for like almost my whole career, really. Um, I see now, you know, companies really trying to get into this space. And the way that they're trying to get into this space, number one, is they're looking at ways to sell products based on personal preference. So maybe you can pick your favorite kind of additive to your cereal or your favorite flavors of something. And that's their efforts. That's what they actually call personalization. On the other hand, what I see in the marketplace is companies coming up with uh, novel nutritionals let's say for menopause, as an example, um, where they've got an IP on a certain ingredient or a couple of ingredients that make a difference with some symptoms, uh, certain symptoms in menopause. And so they've been able to um, create their proprietary products. And then they're using a questionnaire or maybe some very easy testing to um, help us navigate ourselves to one of their, let's say five or six products or so, if if they even have that many. And so they, they call that personalization. And, and in my mind, what that is, is uh, it's a very smart marketing approach to helping people choose your products. That's great, but it's not really truly personalized because you're coming with this bias and you've got, you know, a certain, you know, um, proprietary ingredient that you're trying to, you know, to sell to as many people as, as possible. And, and so I feel like it's, it's not, it's kind of fake personalization for me. Um, I think we just need a different word for it, actually. But I see that happening a great deal in the marketplace. And, and on the one hand, I don't, I don't like it because it's not real personalization. But on the other hand, I appreciate it because it's a step in the direction of saying, you know what, we need to honor people's personal preferences and needs. And so for me, when I think about 
women going through the, this midlife journey, um, this, this uh, you know, 10 year trajectory of health changes, that it's actually the perfect opportunity for us to use a lot of the tools we've already developed in personalized nutrition to target her on these different steps in her journey where the symptoms are changing and, and thus, and thus her nutritional needs are changing. So I really see that as the opportunity here where we can, you know, she can monitor her symptoms over time, which she can do on the Phenomics Health platform very easily. And then she can evolve her recommendations over time based on how she's feeling. And she can also watch how she's feeling. So one of the other things that I also see in some of these platforms is that we're, women don't necessarily, or nobody, um, not just women, no one supplies their follow-up information. So there's never uh, this opportunity to find out if something actually works. And I think that is incredibly important because in fact, and when we're talking about nutrition, it takes at least a month for a supplement to make a difference. Like collagen is a perfect example. It's extremely well-researched. You're not going to see any change in your wrinkle depth for one month. So don't even try to see anything. But second of all, when we're talking about something like hot flashes, let's say I start taking black, black, co, uh, black cohosh and drinking sage tea for my hot flashes today. Right. And, um, and then a month later I say, Oh, I, you know, I wonder if it's working. I'm going to have no idea unless I recorded it, how many hot flashes I was having today versus how many hot flashes I'm having in a month. For example, it's really hard for us to remember how we feel over a month's time. So we can use, this is the kind of going back to your question about using digital health. We can track symptoms against the changes that we're making and do good follow-up with ourselves in order to see what is actually worth our investment. And then I think the key for us in, in personalization at Phenomics Health is really guiding women to the best recommendations for them based on not only what we're saying, but what, what she wants. Like women have to be able to say, oh, okay, I see these recommendations are coming up, but I only, I only think these five things or these three things pertain to me. And then even be able to go further because you know what? Midlife women are busy. They don't have a lot of time to spend on this. This is another key feature here. And, and so they need an easy way to then get what's recommended to them. So then to be able to take those recommendations and couple them with an opportunity to purchase products, whether it's supplement products or products through their online grocery shopping or what have you, I think being able to go all the way from how she feels to making the product purchase is really the ultimate in personalization. And that is something that we're striving for at Phenomics Health. Well, thank you very much for this. Yeah, it's true. I, I love that Phenomics is, is changing this kind of paradigm of moving through kind of just using a kind of sort of a sales funnel, yeah, and just promoting a few brands, having so that there are some great brands of uh, of supplements uh, out there, right? But it's true, it is not the real personalization. And uh, I could not agree more. Everything related to nutrition, if you don't keep a diary, if you don't plug in your, your symptoms, right, you do not know what works for you and, and what doesn't. You just have no way of saying. Um, we also, you know, talking about symptoms and all that, uh, in the beginning of our discussion, we you briefly mentioned uh, minimally and non-invasive health, test, health tests. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Sure, I would love to. 
Um, so I'm quite passionate about this topic. And let me tell you why. Actually, when I started my career as a clinical dietitian, I was really disappointed at the limitations I faced in being, being able to diagnose the health of my patients. So I was really, I was in a hospital setting like every traditional dietitian starts with. At some point, we work in this hospital setting and we learn, um, we learn everything about medicine, which is great. And we work with medical doctors. And um, so all of the diagnostics that we were using, um, mostly I was reliant on blood-based diagnostics. Um, they were all for like diagnosing disease. So every marker that we would use was always with a threshold for diagnosing disease. And then I was always limited with how much I could order because frankly, when you're in the hospital, nutrition is not considered most important. So you've got like limitations in terms of cost and uh, that kind of thing. And so um, I, I was really, I was deeply, deeply disappointed in that. I couldn't believe that we didn't already have this system set up before I even got here to like assess health in this, uh, in this different way that was really um, more quantitatively non-invasive and less expensive, let's say it that way, and not focused on disease. So most of my career, I've actually spent looking at ways to better assess and diagnose health. And um, I really, when we talk about like, how do I envision, you know, women's health, you know, in the future, I also envision a future where we can have all kinds of non-invasive assessments done on us. Yes, we've got the wearables. Um, we have lots of work going on in biophotonics, nanosensing. Um, we're going to be able to put a patch on our skin and monitor all kinds of things throughout the day. And when we do this, this is going to continue to change how we view personalized nutrition and personalized healthcare and, and how we view health versus disease care. And so when it comes down, like now I'll come down, and they'll get grounded with like what's happening now. And so as part of our phenomics platform, of course, we want to have non-invasive or minimally invasive tests. And frankly, started out with just saying it has to be completely non-invasive, like a genetic test, you know, buckle swab in the cheek or spitting in a, in a small container that you, to collect your DNA, that's very non-invasive, right? Or using uh, um, a tape strip on the skin to get your skin microbiome can, can be very non-invasive. Um, but also what we learned was that the techniques for minimally invasive testing have improved so much recently. They're much, much easier to do. Honestly, like the last time I tried a finger stick blood, blood test for micronutrients, I had to poke all five of my fingers to try to get all this blood on the card with all those circles. And it was a disaster. And I said, I'll never do this again. This is absolutely ridiculous. I'd rather have my blood drawn, you know, and, and just recently I tried one of these finger stick tests and it was so easy. It, okay. It took me two finger sticks because I'm not very good at this, but second one <laughs> was a huge success. One container to put it in, uh, sent it off. And I got a huge list of different micronutrient results and it was incredibly helpful for me. I could do another podcast actually on that experience. But what I'm saying is that this use of microneedles now, I think it makes a huge difference. This The second place uh, where I think um, that the, this non-invasive testing or minimally invasive testing is important is actually monitoring blood glucose. And so I just did a life-changing test using a continuous glucose monitor, which we call CGM for short. And these were originally designed for people with diabetes, but guess what? 
they're not just for people with diabetes anymore because now we're seeing how we can use the way we measure glucose in our blood as a measure of health, how well we're responding to the food that we eat. And in the case of midlife women, unfortunately, uh, the estrogen is going down. And with the estrogen going down, that means that we're more carb sensitive. Our metabolism of carbohydrates maybe is not as good as it used to be. And that we also are more likely to be actually more um, insulin resistant, meaning that we could over, we end up like kind of overproducing insulin to deal with blood sugar spikes. And we're more likely to have these blood sugar spikes. So you can actually monitor yourself and watch what your blood sugar does, even if you're quote unquote in a normal range and see if you're having these quick spikes and drops from what you're eating, which are actually not so healthy. You want to have you can have a, a, a relatively quick spike. You don't want it to be too high and you want it to be a gradual drop. And you don't want to do that too often throughout the day. And that way you're having a nice, um, uh, your metabolism is um, functioning as well as it, it can be, I guess. But what I'm saying is that with midlife women going through this change in glucose metabolism, wearing a CGM for a couple of weeks can actually give her a lot of insight on how she's now reacting to the food she eats because it's changing. Um, so I'm quite passionate about this topic. I could go on, but I think there's just a huge amount of opportunity for us to learn about our health and, and our health and empower ourselves to make changes now before we get sick with these kinds of testing. Well, it was super interesting. Thank you so much for telling all this information. I had no idea that the uh, minimally invasive uh, testing um, market and the products on this market have evolved so much over the years. It's it's so true. You know, I did my PhD in metabolism, and I know very well about the glucose spikes and how they can affect your mood, your energy levels, and, you know, when you're, uh, yeah, when you're living an active life, it's, it's just such a big uh, impact. Um, it's also very interesting, yeah, this kind of uh, combination of digital health, right, and then this uh, biomarkers and uh, minimally invasive testing, and at the same time personalized nutrition. So you really have the the whole package there, which is which is rather beautiful and complete, if you ask me. Uh, it just makes me wonder: um, Are there some other solutions uh, except personalized nutrition for uh, health empowerment? Yeah, it's a really good question, Sania. I'm glad that you asked that because it, here's the, the real truth of all of this is that as much as I'm telling you how great personalized nutrition is and it's wonderful and non-invasive testing and do all of that and you'll be healthy, um, the truth is that it's not the whole story. And, and there's a big piece of this that is the emotional, energetic spiritual side. And I will use midlife women as an example. And I will use an author whose name is Christian Northrup, who wrote a wonderful, wonderful book called The Wisdom of Menopause many years ago. Um, and what she kind of said about this, because it's so, so true. Okay. She basically said, and I, I remember she said that she gave a lecture once I was at, and she said this, and I remember reading it in her book and she said, look, if you haven't dealt with your issues by the time you get to that perimenopause time in your life, you will have to deal with them then. So in, in, it's almost, it's a second adolescence. It's, it's another chance. But if you haven't dealt with your, your garbage, 
you're going to have to face it. So prepare yourself. And I will tell you, frankly, when I heard her say that the first time I said, oh, shoot, I'm in trouble. (laughs) Because you know what? I mean, like whose life is perfectly, you know, perfectly balanced and perfectly clear. But, but I knew to tell you the honest truth, I knew that there were some unresolved things in the way that I was living my life at that time that I could, I was not going to be able to resolve at that time. And in fact, I, I was completely right. And 20 or 15 years later, I think it was about 15 years ago. Um, I, I did in fact have to face those. And so this is what many women go through when they go through this midlife transition. So it's not just this physiology that we've been talking about and change in metabolism and symptoms, um, that, you know, come out of nowhere, hot flashes and whatever, but there's a whole emotional energetic side. If you're not happy with the choices you've made in your life, you're going to want to change those things when you hit midlife. It's, it's just, it's, it's right there in your face and it's, it becomes a very important um, opportunity for emotional growth. It, for many women, it could become a, a kind of a spiritual experience because you know that there's something greater happening um, in, in, in the world. And you can see, you start making these connections with how, when you set intention how, and, and how you can really affect outcome in, in, or you have, or have not in, in your journey so far in life. Um, I could go on, but it's, it's really, it's very important, um, to understand the, that you, you need to find your vulnerabilities like Brene Brown talks about. You need to find your authenticity and you need to completely empower yourself in that space. Um, and, and the other side is wonderful. And from what I hear from women um, coming out of it on the other side, um, post post menopause, there's a feeling of calm and there's a feeling of confidence and a, a decrease in caring uh, what the um, what the world is telling you to do or be like. So it's um, it's it's really a second adolescence. Um, but I bring this up because, you know, just making sure that um, you take your your supplements to relieve your symptoms and change your diet and and, uh, you know, uh, that kind of thing that will make you feel some somewhat physiologically better. But if you're not tackling all these other issues, you're really only dealing with one piece of the story. Um, the other part of that answer just is around the importance of fitness and exercise. And I, we will have a podcast on this in the near future, actually, with Michelle uh, uh, Chiara from Vivi Rocks. So we'll get to talk more about the importance of fitness and exercise and how it can really help balance your hormonal health. Thank you. So much for bringing this up. I, I think uh, this is something we're seeing, yeah, the, the tendency that, uh, you know, customers, patients are moving more kind of away from doctors and more to coaches. And, and why? Because coaching quite often includes this spiritual, this holistic aspect, which is much more human and much more personalized yeah, and much more adapted to, to each uh, individual. And I'm, and I'm very happy to, to see that you're sharing this vision, which, you know, hopefully also will be part of, of Phenomex. Having said that, remaining, you know, completely uh, based on very strong scientific evidence and, and uh, high, high, high tech, right? Uh, but 
Uh, but this is great to see, and yeah, very excited about your uh, collaboration with uh, Michelle from uh, from Vivi Rocks. I, I I was in contact with her. I love what she does. It's it's super exciting. Um, I I'm having a blast here. I'm learning a lot with you. Uh, I feel super optimistic right now. I just you know want to get out there and do things now. I'm super excited, but the time is flying. Um, uh, so unfortunately, I think we will have to uh, move on and, and maybe close this this podcast. I just want to thank you so much, Colleen, for for all these insights and for finding time to to discuss with me. So Senya, thank you so much for taking the time to interview me uh, today, and also for all of your great contributions to femtech. Thank you very much. Thank you all who were joining us today uh, for this episode of Phenomex Healthcast Impact Room. Uh, I'm Dr. Xenia Tugai, and I've been here today with Dr. Colleen Fogarty-Draper, who is the CEO of Phenomex Health um, and the founder as well. And we're wishing you all the best on health. Thank you.